kindly join your palms and please repeat after me namo om vishnu padaya krishna prashtaya bhutale श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांता स्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभो निनंदीअद्वैत गाधरा श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद नमो महावदान्या कृष्ण प्रेम प्रदायते कृष्णाय कृष्ण चैतन्य नाने गौरतुषे नम नमो ब्रह्मण्य देवाय जगद्धिताय कृष्णा गोविंदय नमो नम हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांत नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी ऋषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि वाचाकलपतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतीतना पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवभ्यो नमो नम हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे ओम अज्ञान दिमिरांदस्य ज्ञानंजन शलाकय चक्षुरुन्मीत मेन तस्म श्री गुरव नम हरे कृष्णा एवरी Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita Study Circle. We are in the 35th session today, and uh, we have been discussing this chapter three since last several weeks. And uh, 
there are beautiful concepts that are coming up krishna is explaining one by one all the different aspects of karma yoga and today let's continue from where we had left in the previous session we had covered until verse number 29 and krishna previously had explained that how the wise people should not disturb the ignorant people let them do the activities whatever they are doing and gradually use their inclination to divert that inclination towards krishna consciousness so that should be the mood of the wise people they should never unsettle the ignorant people and with knowledge we should act and engage others also in the service of the lord so now in this session we will cover from verse number 30 and let's see how many shlokas we will be able to cover there are some very important uh, things that krishna is going to explain in the upcoming verses so we also have achutan ji joining us hare krishna achutan ji welcome to the session hare krishna hare krishna so let's begin with uh, verse number 30 today and please have your copy of bhagavad gita and let's chant verse number 30 so dev you can unmute yourself and let's chant the very first shloka for today and that is verse number 30 so please repeat yes prabhu mai sarvani karmani निराशिर्निर्ममो भूत्वा युद्धस्व विगत ज्वर निराशिर्निर्ममो भूत्वा निराशिर्निर्ममोभूत्वाुद्धस्वागतज्वरुद्धस्वागतज्वरुद्धस्वागतज्वर and with your mental grief departed fight okay wonderful by the way are you reading the translation from bhagavad gita as it is actually prabhu ji uh, we are traveling right now so i checked it on the internet oh, okay okay that's no why problem. i think the translation was... all right no problem so now this is a very interesting uh, shloka and let's try to understand this shloka so here krishna is saying that mai sarvani karmani so sanyasya adhyatma chetasa 
mai sarvani karmani so prabhupad in the purport is explaining here that this verse clearly indicates the purpose of the bhagavad gita so krishna is saying that mai sarvani karmani karmani karma whatever activities that you do mai sarvani everything should be offered unto me every action that you perform should be actually offered to krishna and this is the constant instruction that we are getting in the last uh, several uh, sessions also previously we have discussed this and i had also asked all of you to actually analyze all the activities that you are doing in a day and then categorize them as to how many activities that you are actually giving it to krishna or you are offering it to krishna and how many activities what percentage of activities are you really doing it only for your own sense enjoyment or self pleasure so that was an activity so you can all analyze yourself and understand that how in a day there are so many activities that we perform is not actually sanyasya adhyatma chetasa sanyasya mean one is to renounce sanyasa means renounce another meaning of sanyasya is to offer so here when we are saying sanyasya adhyatma chetasa it is to offer everything to krishna so are we really offering everything every activity of ours to krishna so that's a big question mark so we need to analyze this in a day to day activities we should try to see that we offer everything to krishna right from eating sleeping cooking everything that we do every activity should be for the pleasure of krishna so that's a very important thing and that's why he saying adhyatma chetasa so adhyatma chetasa means fully krishna conscious or completely in spiritual consciousness a person can offer everything to krishna adhyatma chetasa so we need to develop that adhyatma chetasa why we need to develop that adhyatma chetasa that is because we have our constitutional position we have our constitutional position as a soul and what is the constitutional position of the soul to serve and to love krishna that's the constitutional position of the soul that's the ultimate thing that we can do so now since that constitutional position is hidden or is covered by so many different layers of identities we have forgotten our constitutional position as a soul and we are simply acting on the bodily platform so that's why we are unable to do adhyatma chetasa we are doing chetasa but it is mostly because we are engrossed in the mind and the body so here very interesting translation prabhupada gives us oh arjuna surrendering all your works unto me with mind intent on me so prabhupada is saying here with mind intent on me then what happens without desire for gain and free from egoism and lethargy fight so interestingly mind intent on me the mind is the focal point it's the central uh it's like a control room for all the different activities that we do just like in the building you know sometimes big buildings they have a control room from where they can monitor everything they can monitor the security aspect of it all the cctv cameras there are also the different sensors 
the water sensors the heat sensor all these different things are actually controlled in the control room they are all understood and they are constantly being monitored in the control room similarly the mind is a control room of all the activities so krishna is saying if our mind which is like a control room if you can train that mind and you can make the mind as adhyatma chetasa then activities also will be adhyatma chetasa so mind is very important and much more powerful than any other sense that, that is there in our body so actually adhyatma chetasa spiritual consciousness or krishna consciousness begins or should begin from the mind because mind is so powerful if you can train the mind nicely then everything else will fall in place that's why we do mantra meditation why to train the mind so now there is a very beautiful story you know there uh, uh, was a very uh, simple brahmana and uh, this simple brahmana was very poor he could not actually offer anything to the lord see you now krishna is saying offer every activity but here is so poor is so weak uh, he is unable to do anything personally to the lord he is unable to perform activities properly because of his weakness and he doesn't have money enough resources to perform elaborate worship but he has a strong intent that intention to serve the lord is there a very intense desire is there in his mind to serve the lord although he doesn't have any of these resources so once this poor brahmana he actually is listening in a lecture that anything that is offered in the mind will be accepted by krishna so this one instruction he took it very seriously he took it for within his heart and when he went to his small hut he started within his hut you know while sitting in his hut he started thinking about every activity that uh, generally a pujari does in the temple you know what does the pujari does you know he takes nicely the flowers and he nicely does abhishekam to the lord and offers different uh, fragrant items the scent and the flowers and so many shodasha upachara that happens in the temple so this brahmana although he doesn't have any of these abhishekam items like milk curd yogurt uh, the honey and the ghee and everything so what he did was just closed his eyes and he started doing all these activities within his mind this brahmana is imagining in his mind that yes now i am doing aarti i am doing abhishekam and i am now offering prasadam to bhoga to the lord all these things he is doing within his mind now within his mind he is also going into the river and taking a dip in the river and coming to the temple deity worship everything he is doing in the mind and this went on for several weeks and several months and then his intensity was increasing more and more as he was doing all these offerings in the mind so one day in his mind while he was doing the seva to the lord in the mind he prepared a very nice sweet rice to offer to the lord so he offered he kept that sweet rice in front of the deity and then in his mind in his mind he thought that oh it might be too hot let me check i should not offer so hot uh, the sweet rice to the lord it may burn the lord's tongue so in order to check he in his mind 
in his mind he actually took his finger and put it in the rice and then he actually felt the sensation he actually burnt his finger and suddenly he woke up you know he opened his eyes and saw that his finger was actually burnt all these days he was actually doing all the services and activities in the mind and lord was actually receiving because he was doing it with pure heart and when he saw that his finger was burnt actually in reality he was shocked he was wondering that how come i was doing everything in the mind but my finger is actually burnt and then the lord in vaikuntha he started smiling looking at this brahmana and lakshmi devi saw the lord smiling and uh, she asked the question my lord why are you smiling what is so funny and then lord uh, vishnu says that you see my devotee this brahmana he has been offering wonderful seva to me in his mind and i was accepting it but today he actually got a glimpse of whatever he was doing was reality he got a realization that it was not simply a mental activity but it was actually accepted by me so lord immediately sends his uh, vishnu dutas to the planet earth and in a spiritual plane they actually bring this brahmana and give him entry into the spiritual world so the point here is many times we think that oh we are paralyzed because we don't have resources although we want to do a lot of seva to the lord but then we think that oh i don't have this i don't have that i don't have time many things you know lack of time we want to take some shortcut sometime all these possibilities are there so krishna is saying in such cases you can also offer your seva activity within the mind okay today is sunday and during this time you are traveling and uh, you are still listening to the class it's adhyatma chetasa but what about if you are traveling on a weekday when there is no session you know so then what will you do so then you can actually even while traveling you can do adhyatma chetasa by engaging your mind in thinking of doing some seva the best way is to chant the hare krishna mantra but if you are still not uh, able to chant hare krishna mantra but you want to do something to the lord then you can do it in the mind see krishna is so wonderful he will accept that simple service even that is offered in the mind he accepts that so that's why this is a game of consciousness it's not simply that you keep everything physically in front of the lord and do seva which is required but at the same time when you are not able to do all these things you can actually do it within the mind so that's a very important thing so now krishna is saying that these two lines the first two lines he is saying that mai sarvani karmani sanyasya dhyatma chetasa everything you offer it to me but in the third and the fourth line of this shloka krishna is saying nirashir nirmamo bhutva yudhyasva vigata jvaraha so these are two again very important lines in the shloka so here krishna is saying that nirashir nirashir means to actually follow the orders of our spiritual master or the supreme lord nirashir to accept the order without any asha without any asha is nirashir free from ahankara that is nirashir be nir- always be under the guidance of the spiritual master and the supreme lord 
That is what we need to have. And Nirmamo. So Nirmamo means free from the sense of proprietorship. Everything belongs to Krishna, nothing belongs to me. That kind of sense. So what happens here, this Ahankara and Mamakara, these two things will be addressed. So we need to take care of these two things. Ahankara. Ahankara means me. Everything is about me. And Mamakara means everything belongs to me. These are two diseases that we have. See, recently we have uh, discussed this pastime of Damodara. So we know that how Mother Eshoda binds Krishna to the wooden mortar and after binding, then she goes to do her regular household shorts. And then Krishna, a little Krishna, he crawls along with the wooden mortar and then the rulukal and then he goes in between two trees. And then Vadiraja, who is a great Acharya in the Madhva Sampradaya, he explains that how Krishna with Force, he pulled down both these trees who were actually the sons of Kuvera, Nalakuvera and Manigriva who had become the Arjuna trees in the courtyard of Nanda Baba. So both these trees, Krishna pulls them down. So Vadiraja explains that in our heart, in our heart also we have these two trees, unwanted trees which are this Ahankara and Mamakara. These two trees, although they are invisible, they exist. And these two trees are so dangerous, they are making us feel that everything is about me. Everything should glorify me. And then everything belongs to me. So the sense of proprietorship is there. So when we bring Krishna between these two trees, that Ahankara and Mamakara, and then with uh, Divya Jnana. When Krishna means, how do we bring Krishna? Yes, by understanding Bhagavad Gita, by reading Bhagavad Gita, by chanting Hare Krishna Mantra, we are being, bringing Krishna between these two trees of Ahankara and Mamakara. And then with the force, Krishna will himself pull them down. Because Krishna's holy name is non-different. Krishna's instruction is non-different. So when Krishna comes in between, he is the supreme powerful so he will pull down this ahankara and mamakara trees within our heart. You see, so this is extremely important, very, very important. So this story of Damodara explains us that how we need to, Krishna destroys this ahankara and mamakara. And he did exactly the same. He brought down the trees down and he raised the two devatas back again to heaven. So same thing will happen. The moment our Ahankara and Mamakara, these two trees within our heart will fall down, what will happen next is, it will actually raise our soul to the spiritual world. But we are not ready to give this up, Ahankara and Mamakara. We are all attached to these two things. We just don't want to give it up. The sense of proprietorship. So please, actually we should... Uh, Understand, I had uh, told this before, that when we die, you know, nobody actually calls us by our name. You know, everybody says that, oh, body ko utao, body ko jalao, body ko leke chalo, body ko, you know, everything about body. 
दे डोंट से दैट यू नो रसगना का उठाओ रसगना को लेके चलो रसगना को जलाओ नो बडी विल से द मोमेंट वी डाई आवर ओन नेम आवर ओन नेम विल नॉट कम अलोंग विद अस सो व्हाई शुड वी हैव सो मच ऑफ अहंकार और इवन फॉर दैट मैटर ममकार यू नो माय ओन नेम विल नॉट कम अलोंग विद मी सो व्हाई शुड आई बी सो पोजेसिव अबाउट दीस थिंग्स यू सी सो देयर इज नो पॉइंट एक्चुअली इन cultivating these two trees so we need to bring krishna in our life and that's exactly what krishna is saying nirashir be nirashir you know do your activities in this world but please do not be attached to the result constant message so nirashir also means this just like you know there is a person the bank teller when you go to the cashier in the bank he is all throughout the day counting lakhs and lakhs of rupees you know constantly is counting money 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 all throughout the day but he is not attached to the money because he is just counting money but the money does not belong to him he has that sense of uh, understanding that it is not my duty it is my duty to count but it is not my money the sense of proprietorship is not there so similarly in this world we can be doing a lot of activity without the sense of proprietorship very very important and then the last line it is said that vigata jwaraha generally in uh, you know south indian uh, languages we see jwaraha jwaraha means fever this is, it is coming from the root word from sanskrit itself jwara means fever so yudhasva vigata jwaraha so krishna is saying that you have to fight yudhasva give this give away this feverish mentality what is this feverish mentality when you get fever what do you do actually you don't want to do anything when there is fever slightly feverish you feel then what you think is let me avoid this activity let me just go and sleep let me just go and take rest you know this is the kind of uh, things that we get in our mind so we don't want to act when we are having feverish uh, feeling so inactiveness fever takes us towards inactivity so that's exactly what is happening to arjuna so krishna is saying give up this feverish mentality don't become inactive yudhasva you have to fight another type of fever is there one is inactiveness another is hyperactiveness you know they are called manias you know that football mania disco mania all these kind of mania right you know people are crazy they become crazy when they go to these kind of uh, uh, hyperactivity uh, programs and uh, uh, some pro, you know some games like this they see that's hyperactivity mania that's also mania so that's also feverish mentality so that also takes us away from krishna so neither hyperactivity nor inactiveness will work we need to act intelligently so this is what krishna is explaining here in this particular shloka so 35th shloka so vigata jwaraha so please give up this feverish mentality and do your duty accordingly and properly very nice so if hina uh, mata ji can unmute let's see if she can uh, chant the shloka so verse number 31 mata ji एमे मतम इदम नित्यम एमे मतम इदम नित्यम 
अनुतिष्ठन्ति मानवः अनुतिष्ठन्ति मानवः श्रद्धावन्तो नुनु सुयन्तो श्रद्धावन्तो न सुयन्तो मुच्यन्ते तेपि कर्मभिः Once again, Eme Matam Nidam Nityam. Eme Matam Nidam Ityam. Anutishtanti Manavaha. Anutishtanti Manavaha. Shraddhavanto Nasuyanto. Shraddhavanto Nasuyanto. Muchyante Tepi Karma Bihi. Please read the translation. One who executes his duties according to my injunctions and who follows this teaching faithfully without envy becomes free from the bondage of fruitive actions. Wonderful. Thank you. So here, in the 31st Loka, Krishna is explaining that Eme Matam Idam Nityam Matam, this is my opinion, my injunction, my instruction, oh dear Arjuna, that Anutishtandi Manavaha. So, all the human mankind should execute these activities regularly. Now, Krishna is saying that, okay, you have to Yudhisya Vigata Jvaraha, you have to do the Adhyatma Chetasa. How you should do it? You should do it based on my instructions. But you should have complete faith on me and without envy, Shraddhavanto Anusuyanto Anusuyaha. Be free from envy. So, these two things we need to understand now. So, these are two prerequisites for becoming free from the material bondage. If you want to become free from this material body, then you need to understand these two important prerequisites, and that is number one faith and number two is becoming non-envious and especially non-envious of Krishna so let's understand this very first one prerequisite and that is faith so now on a day-to-day -day basis we all impose our faith on some things many activities in our day-to-day -day, uh, dealings with people, we impose our faith. Can some of you give some examples? You can just unmute yourself. You don't have to type. Where do we imply or impose our faith on a day-to-day -day basis? Can you give some examples? On our family members. Good. On our family members. So, we impose faith. We have faith on them. What others? On our, yes. on our leaders. Yes, on our leaders because we see their activities and we develop some faith towards our leaders. Wonderful. While doing any activities. Activities like what? Like who are the people on whom you impose faith? On a day-to-day -day basis when you are dealing with people. Can you give some examples? The bus which we travel or any on the flight, we go, go, go 
Good, good, very nice. You see, every time when we board a plane, it's not that we check the license of the pilot. Oh, you show me your license, and then no, we just have faith. And based on that faith, we actually board the plane. What about the driver that you were traveling in that BMC bus, and then you don't go and ask the driver that you oh, show me your license? No, we just based on faith we sit in the car or we sit in the taxi, and then we move around. You see. we impose faith we don't question so we are using our faith every day what other examples you can think of few more any other example that you can think of sabuji utmost faith is in god because we know we exist because of him <laughs> yes utmost faith should be on god i right now we are trying to develop that faith that's good so utmost faith definitely on god because there are so many things which we are on which we are dependent because of uh, his mercy wonderful okay on a day to basis day to day basis on on the bridges we walk over <laughs> yes you know you're walking on the bridge you are completely having that faith it will not fall down you see it all again works on faith you don't doubt oh what if i'm walking on the bridge and it will fall down wonderful very nice what are the things what about a doctor you go to a doctor and then he will give you a prescription you don't even go and analyze that oh what medicine it is you just go to the medical shop and then you get the medicine and you just take them complete faith whether it is poison whether it is going to have side effects we don't care we just have that faith in the doctor and he is not even a family doctor you go and meet a particular doctor who is very new and then you still take his instructions and prescription and you see based on faith you act is it not any other examples you can think of faith every day our activities are actually based on faith faith in ourselves also prabhu can you give some example mata ji faith in ourselves Uh, before starting any uh, difficult work, we have to be faith on ourselves. Faith as well as confidence on ourselves. At that time only we can possible to achieve that thing. Otherwise, it's difficult. Self confidence I am talking about, Guruji. Okay, self confidence. Any other examples? Like you have a faith in yourself that yes, I can drive the car properly. You are. confident that yes i can drive the car properly so that faith is there that's why you go on the road now another example of faith could be like you know you are working for a company and all throughout the month 30 31 days you work and slog and all that and you have the faith that on 31st you will get the salary you yes, see that faith is there faith is there that yes my employer will give me that money and salary that faith is there you see so we have that faith what about barber when you go to the barber you need to have faith because he is having the blade in his hand and he is 
so close to your neck but still you know as if no chinta only everybody goes and sits on the table and the chair nicely there and uh, you completely surrender to the barber oh barber you do whatever and then you nicely shave me up you see you have full faith in the barber he has a very sharp blade next to your neck but faith you see you surrender to the barber so faith is something that we use every day very crucial because without faith you cannot perform anything you cannot move forward you cannot become successful many great uh, even business ventures that you many people start they start with that faith and that's why this faith is very very important to do activities and progress in our krishna consciousness so prabhu so krishna is saying here you need to have faith in my instruction just like you have faith in the doctor's instruction the prescription we need to have that same faith similar faith or even more faith on krishna's instruction because the doctor's instruction can have side effects but whereas krishna's instruction will have no side effects it will give you the result you see the desired result will desired result will give you and many times our faith is tested by the lord so there is a very nice beautiful story where there was this brahmana very learned brahmana very uh, highly scholarly and uh, narad muni once happens to meet this uh, brahmana and uh, the brahmana very nicely welcomes narad muni and uh, wishes him and uh, thanks him for visiting his place and uh, serves him very nicely and then the narad muni also with little bit interaction with him he understood that this is a very uh, uh, very nice uh, brahmana and devotee he is doing so many things uh, chanting mantras and uh, he is so scholarly so narad muni was also very appreciative about this brahmana and then narada said that oh dear brahmana actually i keep visiting vaikunta do you want me to say something to lord vishnu on your behalf the brahmana says uh, uh, yes uh, my lord uh, actually i don't need anything but next time when you come please can you tell me what is the lord doing there in vaikunta and uh, when will i actually uh, go back to home back to garden so all right narada muni says i will ask this to lord vishnu and then uh, after leaving the brahmana's place then the narad muni he visits a cobbler now the cobbler he was stitching some shoes and then the narada visits him the cobbler was so happy and uh, joyful and ecstatic to see narad muni there and uh, he was so happy and then uh, he asked narad muni my lord what is the supreme lord vishnu doing in vaikunta can you please tell me and when will i go back to him back to him so can you please ask the supreme lord because you keep visiting vaikunta so narad muni also was very impressed that this is such a nice devotee and he is glorifying the lord and he is uh, so humble so narad muni said to the cobbler also yes i will definitely ask about your uh, welfare also to the lord so now narad muni goes to vaikunta and then he visits the supreme lord vishnu and he tells him about the meeting with both the brahmana and this cobbler and then there uh, narad muni says that my lord both of them are very great devotees but they are eagerly waiting to know 
to as to what are you doing in Vaikuntha, your activity, and they are also wanting to know when will they be back to the spiritual world. So now, Lord Krishna says that Lord Vishnu says, okay, Narada. So what you do is uh, you go back and tell them that Lord Vishnu was actually, you know, he was just like we pass a thread through the eye of a needle. Lord Vishnu was passing an elephant through the eye of a needle. So now Narada was shocked. What is this Lord saying? And Lord Vishnu also smiled and said that Narada, actually, it is the cobbler who will come to Vaikuntha much before the Brahmana. Oh, Narada was thinking, what is this Lord saying? First he said that, okay, passing an elephant through the needle and now he's saying the cobbler will come. My Lord, these are all very mysterious things. But anyway, I will just go and execute and I'll tell them, let's see uh, who will tell what according to what will be the reaction of these two people. So Narada Muni, he comes back to the earth and then he visits this Brahmana and tells the Brahmana that, you know, what is the Lord doing? You asked me last time. Oh, yes, yes, Narada Muni, please tell me what was the Lord doing? And then Narada Muni says that, yes, actually Lord Vishnu was passing an elephant through the eye of a needle. Then this Brahmana was a little skeptical. He was thinking that, how come Narada Muni that... An elephant passing through the eye of a needle, it is impossible. You know, Nyaya Tarka, he started using his logic. Logically, it is impossible. So, I don't think it is possible. So, Narada Muni got to know, oh, this person is not having that much faith. Then he goes to the cobbler and tells the same thing. Oh, you know, cobbler that you asked me last time, what is the Lord doing in Vaikuntha? And this is what he was doing. When I went there, he was actually, he was passing an elephant through the eye of a needle. And this cobbler, when he heard this, this cobbler was astonished and he started jumping and with ecstasy he was saying, Oh, so wonderful, so nice. My Lord is so great. Narudamani said, Hey, what are you saying? Have you any time heard like this, you know, passing an elephant through the eye of a needle? Now, this cobbler, he says, Definitely it is possible, my dear Narada. Because when the Lord can keep such a huge banyan tree in a small seed, why can't he pass a big elephant through the small eye of a needle? It's very much possible. So you see here, this cobbler, he was having so much faith in the Lord and it was not blind faith. In fact, it was a very reasonable faith. He is also giving the logic here. He is saying that when the Lord can keep a big banyan tree in the small seed, why can't he pass an elephant through the eye of a needle? So that is faith. So we all need to have reasonable faith in our life. We should not have blind faith, but we should have a reasonable faith. And just like this cobbler. So faith is a very, very important aspect of our devotional life. So Krishna is saying you need to have faith if you want to develop Krishna consciousness. And that's exactly how, that's exactly how there are nine stages of bhakti explained in our scriptures. The nectar of devotion given by Rupa Goswami explains the nine stages of 
bhakti earlier we had understood the yoga ladder so similarly there are nine stages of bhakti and what are those nine stages it begins with adhav shraddha adhav shraddha means komala shraddha that faith initial faith which is very komala very tender so many people that little faith it begins oh let me go to the temple they go and pray to the lord and they take some prasadam that faith is there okay there is some higher power let me go to the temple and bow down to it that is called adhav shraddha so that's the first step of bhakti that initial komal shraddha where you start going and uh, visiting the temple and praying to the lord adhav shraddha then adhav shraddha leads to sadhu sangha so the next stage is you develop faith and that next stage will be sadhu sangha you start associating with the devotees you want to know more about the lord because that faith is there and you want to know more so sadhu sangha will help you they will tell you the sadhus will tell you no no this is how you should do this is god this is how what he likes he dislikes and everything else like we are doing right now this is sadhu sangha that's happening this is a very beautiful spiritual culture that we are developing here every sunday when we come and meet there is some sadhu sangha happening so now sadhu sangha is solidifying gradually your faith and then what happens is third stage is bhajan kriya so now after sadhu sangha sadhu sangha will lead to bhajan kriya now here i am instructing whatever is been told in bhagavad gita no you should offer the food every day we should chant hare krishna mantra so prabhupada is telling us so prabhupada is telling you should do all your activities to please krishna so bhajana kriya like cooking and studying and every activity that you are doing is actually bhajana kriya kriya means activity so bhajana kriya when you start doing this activity on a day to day basis just like uh, the verse number 30 that we discuss sanyasa dhyatma chetasa so then bhajana kriya will lead to anartha nivritti fourth stage fourth stage anartha nivritti means the impurities in the heart will start coming out gradually and this is the longest phase in the bhakti in your devotional life this is the longest phase where all the anarthas are coming out one by one one by one one by one and it is a most difficult phase also so now when you are doing bhajana kriya the impurities in the hearts are coming out and it is very suffocating just like when the room you which is filled with a thick layer of dust and you take a broom and you start brooming the room what will happen can anyone tell when you there is a thick layer of uh, uh, dust in the room and you take a broom and start sweeping it what will happen there will be lot of dust in the air ah so the dust will start coming up right so when the dust will start coming up it will start blocking your breathing it will block your breathing and you will feel suffocated right bhajana kriya so and because now you are becoming very it's very suffocating will you stop brooming will you stop cleaning the uh, whole thing if you stop cleaning again the dust will settle down right so you want to clean the room also but at the same time it is also very suffocating so what's the best way to clean now 
Okay, keep going. You need to do it, but it is also suffocating. It's entering your eyes and nose. You are unable to clean. So, what is the best way to clean? What will you like do? Mask or something. Exactly. So, what you do is you wear a mask, and wearing a mask you clean so that you don't feel the suffocation. So, in our life, in our bhakti, when you are also doing bhajana kriya, what will happen is lot of impurities, the dust in the heart will start surfacing out. And you will feel suffocated today. What's happening? The day I started chanting Hare Krishna, all the problems are coming in my life. I am feeling so lethargic and so much problem is coming. Prabhuji, I don't want to chant. It's very suffocating. Yeah, many people will say this. So we need to wear a mask. And what is that mask? That is Sadhu Sangha, Bhajana Kriya. So when you are in the association of the devotees, the devotees will act like a mask. And they will protect, protect you from that suffocation. Of your own impurities surfacing up. Very important. That's why we need to be in association of devotees. So that is the fourth stage. Anartha Nivritti. Now, this Anartha Nivritti can take 1 year, 10 years, 30 years. We don't know. It all depends on the intensity of cleaning. If you are cleaning it very nicely, then the process will be quicker. But no, no, no. It's suffocating. You are going away from the association of devotees. You will suffocate and you will stop grooming the room, cleaning the room. And that happens many times. Many devotees, they come and they gradually disassociate with the devotees and gradually they will lose interest and again all the impurities will settle down. So that should not happen. So when you purify your heart nicely, it will lead to the fifth stage and that fifth stage is Nishta. Nishta means firm faith. See what has happened now from that Komala Shraddha, it has become a strong Nishta. So, just like Prahlad Maharaj and Dhruv Maharaj, they were having that full Nishta, that full confidence in the Lord. Okay, they will throw me from the mountain hill, from a huge mountain. He will just say, Om Namo Bhagavati Vasudeva. Nishta, the firm faith, Lord will protect me. Avashya Rakshibo Krishna. Krishna will protect me. That confidence will come into you. That no matter what difficulty I am facing, Krishna will protect. That is firm faith. Now, right now, we don't have that firm faith. Our faith is, you know, always shaky. Anybody little, uh, one Mayavadi will come and tell some logical thing he will explain, we may start doubting our own faith on God. So that should not happen, then we need to understand Bhagavad Gita clearly. So in fifth stage is Nishta. Then that will lead to Ruchi. The sixth stage is Ruchi. Ruchi means you start developing taste for chanting. Now chanting Hare Krishna Mantra is like, okay, Prabhuji, bol rahe to, to ek do, teen round kalenge, che round kalenge. You know, bola hai, isile karna hai. The taste may not be there. But in that stage, sixth stage, Ruchi, you want to chant more and more and more. Nobody has to tell you. You will do it by yourself because you have experienced the taste. And that will lead to the seventh stage of bhakti and that is asakti. Asakti means attachment. Attachment with the process of bhakti. Attachment with the devotees. Attachment to the instructions of Bhagavad Gita. So all this attachment will develop asakti. And that attachment will gradually lead to the eighth stage 
and that is bhava bhava means spiritual emotions so many times devotees when you start chanting properly krishna will give you glimpse of bhava you will become emotional in uh, in a spiritual way when you go and look at the deities when you look go to the temple and see the beautiful alankara of the lord you will be ecstatic you will feel that romanchana you know that oh lord is so beautiful the hair on your body will stand that romanchana will happen so that is experience of that uh, spiritual emotions but there are many imitators also you know so we should be careful of such people who are imitators they externally show as if they are you know aankh mein aansu aa rahe hain and they show lot of emotions no only after anartha nivritti it will happen and then the final stage is prema that loving relationship with god that is the ninth stage where you are in intense love with krishna and that was exhibited by chaitanya mahaprabhu chaitanya mahaprabhu was in intense love with krishna radharani was in intense love with krishna shrila prabhupad was in intense love with krishna i want to share uh, one uh, incident i think previously also i had mentioned this the very first disciple of shrila prabhupad in india in jhansi once uh, prabhupad uh, was in jhansi there was a small temple which was allotted to him and he was preaching in jhansi and he had called uh, uh, his society at that time the league of devotees even before iskon was created in america prabhupada had created something called as league of devotees and the first person acharya uh, agarwal his name was so yeah i think agarwal i just forgot his name so he once go visits this temple and uh, he hears that prabhupada was playing mridanga and uh, in the night all alone he was singing and dancing and prabhupada was in ecstatic mood and he was having this beautiful wonderful garland which was made up of this uh, uh, you know those uh, what are that bimba they are called that very nice uh, flowers very fragrant flowers the round round flowers so they were the garland was around prabhupada and he had never seen such a nice garland in and around jhansi and those fru- those flowers were not available there so what happens is all these interactions with the lord are the symptoms of love pure love so many times when prabhupada used to give lectures you will also hear them on youtube sometime you will listen some lectures prabhupad while speaking his voice will choke suddenly he is uh, unable to speak so when you get into ecstasy sometimes your voice will choke your you know you will have tears in your eyes all these symptoms are explained in the nectar of devotion so these are the symptoms of love for krishna so that will come that's the highest stage that's the ninth stage so it all begins with adhav shraddha so now we are doing bhajana kriya in sadhu sangha and anartha nivritti is already begin so the more intensely you do bhajana kriya the quicker you will reach to the final stage that is prema so that is our ultimate goal so within this lifetime 
Take this as a challenge, all of you. Take this as a challenge that in this very lifetime, I want to go back to home, back to Godhead, to Krishna. This should be the challenge in life. This is the biggest challenge. All other challenges in life will really not matter. Will really not matter. Because whether you win or lose in other challenges, this is something that you need to have. Take up this challenge. Very important. So, after understanding these few things, let's understand that how even uh, there is a great story of Arjuna Acharya. Another story where Arjuna Acharya was writing commentary on the Bhagavad Gita and in the ninth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, very nicely Krishna is saying in the 22nd verse, Krishna is saying that how everything Ananyas Chintayantomam Ejana Padyupasate Tesham Nityabhyuktanam Yogakshemam Vahamiham Yogakshemam Vahamiham means I personally carry out that whatever my devotees lack, I will fulfill personally. And I will preserve whatever they have and I will provide whatever they lack. I personally carry out these things. So, Arjunacharya was thinking that how Lord will personally actually do this. Maybe he will do it through his devotees. Maybe he will do, Lord will not personally come. And he wrote that commentary and then he, he uh, striked it off. That sentence, one sentence, Yogakshemam Vahamiham. That Lord personally comes and does this, he striked it off. And then uh, he went to take bath. He told his wife that I am going to the river and I will be back soon. And I'll, uh, that's how he went. And then, meanwhile, what has happened is, two young boys have come to visit his home with loads of uh, vegetables and so many things, uh, foodstuffs. And uh, very tender boys, very small, 7-8 uh, year old boys. And the wife was astonished to see this boy, beautiful boys. And she asked, who are you both? She said, no, your husband has sent us. And she was like, oh, my husband has sent you with so much of load, both of you. How could he do this? I mean, can't he understand that you are so sensitive and so tender? And then uh, the boys say, mother, not just this, actually, you see, he has also, he hit us with the stick. And you see the marks behind. So Krishna and Balram were the two boys. And they show the wife that you see, there are strike marks there behind their backs. And the wife was very angry now. How could my husband do this? And so uncompassionate. And then uh, she begs forgiveness. And then, you know, somehow these two boys go away from that place. And then when the husband comes, he sees that Arjuna Acharya comes and backs. And he sees that the wife is already having prasadam. In the olden days, you know, when only uh, the Uchista was eaten by the wife. Husband eats and then the wife eats. But now she's already eating, then Arjuna Acharya thought, okay, something is wrong today. So then he asked, what happened? Then she says, what happened to you? How can you be so uncompassionate, so merciless? You sent these two boys with so much of load, big, big bags, and you also hit them on their back. And then Arjuna Acharya was thinking, I went to the river and I'm back. What is she saying? What she is talking about? And then she says and explains everything that happened that these two boys came and they told like this and then everything. Oh, then Arjuna Acharya understands. What a mistake I have done. He immediately runs to his study room and then he goes and 
sees that oh i have striked off this sentence and he understand that is a big mistake that i have done actually the instruction of the lord is not different from krishna so when you strike any instruction it is actually you are striking the lord so he was in tears and he actually praises his wife that you are so fortunate with that faith because you had faith in lord complete faith the lord gave you darshan but i am so unfortunate i doubted the instruction of the lord i could not have the darshan of the lord you see so that is why we should never underestimate the lord can do anything for us and he is ready to do everything for us provided we have that intense faith but what to speak of faith many times we have that envious feeling towards him and that's what krishna is saying without envy anasuyah anusuyanto muchyante tepi karma bihi so lord knows that we all have come to this material world because we were envious of krishna i explained to you last week also we fall down to this material world because we are envious of krishna we want to be krishna that's why we are here so that is enviousness so we should become free from envy and that's it's not so easy to become free from it and this enviousness towards krishna is the root cause for being envious of everybody else we envy people because we are envious of krishna it may not be sounding appropriate but actually if you analyze deeply you will see that it is enviousness towards krishna what makes us envious towards everybody else so that's the root cause just like shishupala intense enviousness towards krishna highly envious he was and what happened to him he was killed by krishna ultimately that was his mercy krishna's mercy so these are two prerequisites if you want to develop your faith and if you want to follow the instructions of krishna it is possible you can offer all your activities adhyatma chetasa only when you have faith and you are free from envy so let's do the next word 32nd word so uma kumar you can unmute yourself and let's chant this 32nd word do you have a bhagavad gita with you a copy of bhagavad gita Uma Kumar are you there All right so let me ask Achyutan ji if you have your copy of Bhagavad Gita Yes Prabhu ji So verse number 32 Yetvetad abhyasuyanto Yeto etat abhyasuyanto Nanu tishtanti me matam ूयंतो नानुतिष्टंति मे मतम 
Wonderful. Please read the translation. But those who out of envy disregard these teachings and do not follow them are to be considered bereft of all knowledge, befooled and ruined in their endeavors for perfection. Good. So this is a very straightforward shloka and uh, Krishna is explaining that uh, people who follow then definitely they will be on the path of spirituality and definitely they are going to become free from the bondage of fruitive actions in the previous world. And here Krishna is saying that if you don't follow, that means if you do not have faith and then you act out of envy, then you will not become free from bondage. In fact, all your intelligence will be gone. You will be befooled. You will be bewildered. You will be doomed and you will be in ignorance. So this is this will be our condition. We will lose all our intelligence and we will lack knowledge. So that should be that will be the problem. You see? So in such a condition, what happens is a person cannot think properly, and it's a very straightforward thing. Krishna is saying that you will become doomed. Your life will be doomed if you just act out of envy. And why is he saying like this? Because it is compassion. See, already our life is doomed. The reality is our life is doomed. Why? Because we are in material world. What an amazing life we have with Krishna. We have left that wonderful life and we are suffering here. Birth, old age, disease, death. So already this itself shows us and tells us that our life is doomed because we are going to face death and we are facing death again and again and again so Krishna is telling out of compassion please don't be envious of me because if you are envious of me you will again suffer so develop love for me now then you will become free from bondage so that's the clear-cut indication in this particular words and let's see uh, Uma Kumar you see if you can unmute yourself now and let's chant the next words. Okay, looks like a, okay, good. Very nice. So, verse number 33. Do you have a Bhagavad Gita? Yes, Guruji. So, 3.33. Sadrasham Cheshtate Swasyaha. Okay, no problem, no problem. Take care. Okay. Sadhusham Cheshtate Swasyaha. Sadhusham Cheshtate Swasyaha. Prakritim Yanti Bhutani Prakritim 
निग्रह किम करिष्यति निग्रह किम विष्यति ओके डू यू हैव द ट्रांसलेशन दिस इज ओके प्लीज रीड बाय योरसेल्फ चलिए ये मन ये मैन ऑफ नॉलेज यस अकॉर्डिंग टू हिज ओन नेचर फॉर एवरीवन फॉलोस हिज नेचर ही हैज सेपरेट फ्रॉम द थ्री मोड्स व्हाट कैन द रिप्रेजेंटेशन अकॉम्प्लिश वंडरफुल थैंक यू सो मच so that was good because uh, your children also could at least although they don't understand but they heard the shloka and uh, just by listening to the shloka because it is a transcendental sound vibration coming from krishna the children will still get some benefit just because they have heard it prabhupad used to say this to all his american disciples when he used to chant in San, uh, in sanskrit so although they could not understand initially what is this meaning but prabhupad still chanted the shlokas why because there will be an effect of the shlokas on the consciousness so good at least to some extent they have heard at least one shloka and consciously or unconsciously there is some agnata sukruti that they have got today by listening and hearing this shloka good so here in this shloka krishna is saying that even a man of knowledge acts according to his own nature sadrsham cheshtate swasya prakriter gnanavan api we all have a certain prakriti prakriti like we have told earlier that prakriti actually includes the three modes sattva guna rajoguna and tamoguna so this is this three gunas comprises the prakriti so all our activities are actually based Uh, on these three modes and these three modes they define our varna also brahmana sattva guna kshatriya rajoguna vaishya mixture of rajoguna and tamoguna and shudra uh, is tamoguna so these three gunas are actually affecting the varna so that is why it is important to act according to our own varna so krishna is saying you do as per even the knowledgeable person will just act according to his nature and this prakriti prakriti myanti bhutani so what happens is prakriti also means the previous life samskaras we all are born with certain samskaras samskaras that we develop in this lifetime we also do this shodasa samskara 16 samskaras within this lifetime and plus we develop a lot of samskaras during the course of our this journey in this life but we also have bought a lot of baggage of previous samskaras when we take birth so that is also prakriti and that is what keeps us driving we act in a certain way each one of us we act differently because we have the previous samskaras with us and they also influence us just like narad muni now narad muni in his previous life if you analyze and understand he was a small boy Yeah. 
important to know and see understand that everyone like narada muni also in his previous life he was a small boy and as a small boy he was serving the bhakti vedantas he was actually uh, serving the great devotees there and the same samskara of service the same samskara of service continued in his next life and even till date he is doing so much of service and so much of seva and you take the case of uh, sugriv in ramayana he had this uh, thought that i should kill my brother vali through lord rama and he was saying please kill him please kill him i i want to become the king so sugriv had this uh, intention of killing his brother and becoming a king and he got this done through lord rama and the same sugriva is none other than karna in mahabharata so sugriva appeared as karna there was amsha of uh, uh, sugriva in uh, karna and when karna was told by krishna a hey, come on karna don't fight you come to the side of the pandavas and you fight along with them and you can become the king forget about yudhishthira we will make you the king because you are the eldest we will not even make yudhishthira but then what happened you see the previous samskara he had told no 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 fight and kill my brother so he said here krishna pandavas means panch pandavas so one of us should die pandava should always be fight so either i should get killed or arjuna should get killed so one of us have to die then there will be five pandavas i cannot stop so this fighting attitude was there in the previous life in sugriva the same thing continued here also when karna appeared you see so like this previous samskara also affect us so we all have our default settings we all have our default settings inclinations the previous prakritis so we should not simply try to repress them no 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 because the society is asking me to act in a certain way i will try to please the society and act in a certain way i will repress my natural ability it will simply create havoc you will be dissatisfied you will not be happy so nigraha kim karishati what can repression accomplish you will not be able to accomplish anything if you repress your own inclinations so that is why krishna is saying that intelligently we need to uh, identify our varna and direct our actions according to our varna then we will be happy but in today's school what happens everybody has to wear the same uniform everything is same for everyone and then your varna is gone you completely act uh as per the instructions of the school authorities and uh, we don't become happy in our life by learning the things that we are learning there so that's unfortunate right so krishna is saying please do not repress it such repression will not accomplish anything so please do not repress your varna your uh, certain inclinations that you have developed because it's your prakriti you have come along with that you are born with certain inclinations 
so you cannot you just cannot repress them so please do not do that this is what krishna is saying so that was verse number 33 so hina mata ji let's go to verse number 34 this section we can complete today it will be very nice verse number 34 Yes, yes, no problem. Yes, Indriya Sindriya Syaathe. Indriya Sin, Indriya Sindriya Syaathe. Ragatveshau vevastitau. ियाे ट्रांसलेशन naturally experience attachment and aversion to the sense objects but do not be controlled by them for they are veil layers and force all right thank you so here krishna is explaining that how a krishna conscious person is reluctant in sense enjoyment so devotees they are not very enthusiastic about going and you know enjoying their sense pleasures so a devotee is very reluctant to do this and prabhupada is saying that such as devotees and as practicing devotees we are not supposed to take pleasure in enjoying our senses so we should try to as much as possible disengage our senses from the sense enjoyment so attraction and repulsion for sense objects which are felt by embodied beings see this attraction for sense objects and repulsion towards sense objects is for those people who are actually in the bodily consciousness only people who are bodily conscious they have this attraction and repulsion for sense objects so now are you really wanting to be in that kind of a bodily embodiment no we should not be as practicing devotees we are not supposed to do that we are supposed to disengage our senses from sense enjoyments very very important and another important thing here is who is not krishna conscious now a person who is not krishna conscious should engage in regulated sense enjoyment so what krishna is saying here devotees as spiritualists we should not engage our senses all our indriyas should not be engaged in sense enjoyment but those who are not krishna conscious fully then you can enjoy your senses in a regulated way so that's why we have this uh, samskaras we have marriages why unrestricted enjoyment 
is not allowed in the shastras you want to enjoy your senses then you can get married and have a wife and children and you can enjoy in a regulated way so there are many things that we can do there are shastras who are who, you know so many agnas are there all for sense pleasure many agnas are mentioned in the scriptures but that is for those who are not fully krishna conscious those who are not fully spiritual for them this regulated uh, scriptural sense enjoyment is allowed but we should be very alert oh now just because shastras are saying let me go and enjoy no we should be alert and try to disengage ourselves as much as possible from sense enjoyment so this is what krishna is explaining here in this shloka that indriyas indriyas yarche that you please do not engage and keep yourself away from the engagement of uh, senses so this is not required for devotees only for those who are not krishna conscious can be engaged in the sense enjoyment in a regulated way okay and uh, let's finish off this section today and that is verse number 35 and the next session krishna is going to explain many more interesting things but here there are few important points in verse number 35 dev uh, unmute yourself and let's chant this verse number 35 this will be the last uh, verse for today yes sir श्रेयान सुधर्मो विगुण श्रेयान सुधर्मो विगुण परधर्मा स्वनुष्ठिता स्वधर्मे निधन श्रेय स्वधर्मे निधन श्रेय परधर्मो भयाव Once again, Shreyan Sudharmo Vigunaha. Shreyan Sudharmo Vigunaha. Paradharma Swanushtita. Paradharma Swanushtita. Swadharma Nidhanam Shreyaha. Swadharma Nidhanam Shreyaha. Paradharmo Bhayava. Please repeat the translation. Read the translation. Yes. It is far better to perform one's natural prescribed duty, though tinged with faults, than to perform another's prescribed duty, though perfectly. In fact, it is preferable to die in the discharge of one's duty than to follow the path of another, which is fraught with danger. Exactly. Good. Wonderful. Very nice. Thank you. So here, Prabhupada is also explaining that how, you know, we have this uh, inbuilt psychophysical nature when we are born. We all have a certain psychophysical nature, and we just cannot avoid that. Krishna is explaining the previous one: do not repress. There is no point in repressing your natural inclination. So Krishna is saying it is better to discharge one's prescribed duties. now prescribed duties we had explained earlier also prescribed duties means that duties which are based on your varna brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra that is prescribed duty even though they may be faulty then others duties so krishna is saying even if you perform some duties which are in line with your varna 
it's okay you may fail you know there will be some faulty things but no problem but you still do continue to do your work it is better but destruction in the course of performing one's own duty is better than engaging in another's duty for to follow another's path is dangerous so sometimes even if you die while performing your activity your duty prescribed duty it is better no problem but if you start imitating somebody else it is very dangerous so today the confusion in the society is because of this reason everyone is trying to do something which is not their prescribed duty but they are trying to do the prescribed duty of somebody else because there is no one who has told them what is their particular varna so now let us understand there are two things one is prescribed duty which is based on our body body and the mind that is varna our varna is based on our psychophysical nature that means your mind and body is involved and that is how we will act right but are we this body and the mind we are not this body we are not the mind correct we are spirit souls and as spirit souls we have a prescribed duty there what is that to serve and love krishna so there are two things we have two duties one is the duties at the material platform and one is the duty at the spiritual platform so material platform means we need to identify our varna and act as per the instructions of the scriptures then what happens is this will gradually lead you to the sudharma that is the prescribed duty for the soul if you are doing your material activities for the pleasure of krishna then what is happening is your prescribed duty material prescribed duty brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra that itself will become your swadharma it will become the prescribed duty of the soul because in the prescribed duty of the soul means a person who is beyond the three modes he is in the transcendental position in that transcendental position he actually need not do any prescribed duty which is based on this body even the prescribed duty of brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra for example vishwamitra muni he was a born kshatriya but his varna was of a brahmana so he became brahmana now parushrama he is born as brahmana but his inclination is of a kshatriya his varna is of a kshatriya although both of them are transcendentally situated both vishwamitra and parushrama they act in a transcendental platform for them they really do not have to do this activity or that activity when you become krishna consciousness fully krishna conscious then prescribed duty of the body will not matter whether you are a brahmana you are a kshatriya vaishya shudra your only intention is how do i please krishna you are only worried about the prescribed duty of the soul and that is to love and serve krishna so above the prescribed duty of the body there is the prescribed duty of the soul and that is what we are interested in so 
but because most people are not acting on the platform of the soul everybody is acting on the platform of the body so for them this instruction is given krishna is telling that please do not do any other activity other than your inclination your varana you just do your prescribed duty if you try to imitate others prescribed duty it will be paradharmo paradharma bhayavaha so don't be engaged in paradharma you do swadharma see if we understand all this dharma swadharma and paradharma so much of confusion will become clear in our own mind and within the society also if everybody is simply acting as per their dharma so nice the society will be everyone will be so happy that's why the whole vedic samaj was nicely categorized in this brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra everybody was happy but today because there is no such guidance everybody is doing paradharma and they are becoming frustrated in life it's only after 35 40 years some people may realize oh what i am doing is wrong this is not what i wanted to do i want to do something else they may identify their inclinations after 30 40 45 years so let's uh, not waste our uh, valuable human life we should understand the prescribed duty of the soul and as much as possible understand our material prescribed duties and then bring them in line with our spiritual activities make them spiritual so that's it for today so these uh, shlokas until 35 that six shlokas we have covered today and uh, in the next section 36 arjuna is going to speak and ask some more questions so today krishna has explained certain things about uh, the answering to the questions of arjuna that he had asked previously but arjuna is going to further ask some more things to krishna that we will discuss in the next section so any questions please feel free to ask if you have any questions before we end the session today let me check the chat section if there are any all right so all right so let's uh, yes mata ji uh, you had mentioned mamakara yes uh, can you just explain again what proprietorship you mentioned i remember but can you just explain that again yes ahankara means i everything is about me i am the great i am very knowledgeable i am very beautiful i am very wealthy so all these things are ahankara mamakara means everything is mine everything belongs to me this is my family this is my country this is my car this is my home so all that is called mamakara so both ahankara and mamakara me and mine are two trees very very powerful trees which have their root in our heart right now and as long as we have these two trees ahankara and mamakara it is difficult to progress in krishna conscious life because krishna is saying that you need to follow instructions based on faith and not become envious but when we have this consciousness of ahankara and mamakara everything belongs to me and it's everything about me 
that means there is an element of forgetfulness of Krishna's greatness. So what's happening is when we have a sense of mamakara that everything belongs to me, then what is happening? We are neglecting Krishna in one way. We are not identifying that the source of everything is Krishna. So this attitude of mamakara keeps us away from understanding that everything belongs to Krishna. And then moment you think that mamakara is there, everything belongs to me, then this mamakara will make you feel that I am the enjoyer. And when you start thinking that I am the enjoyer and somebody is telling you not to do that, for example, Krishna is telling certain instructions to do certain things and not to do certain things. When Krishna is trying to curb certain material enjoyment of ours, then we will become frustrated and we will become envious of Krishna. Oh, Krishna is telling, is trying to stop my enjoyment, so I don't want to uh, surrender unto me. Why? Because enviousness will develop gradually. Why he has to enjoy? Why can't I enjoy? So this Mamakara is telling you that you should be the enjoyer, not Krishna is the enjoyer. So then you will develop enviousness towards him. These are all subtle points. This is how it will develop. So we should uproot this ahankara and, mahamak, ahankara and mamakara from our heart. And by bhajana kriya. This is possible only by bhajana kriya. When you are nicely in the association of devotees doing nice bhajana kriya, gradually Krishna will pull them. We cannot pull them out. Krishna is ready to pull them out, but we have to give Krishna that opportunity. Yes, my Lord, I cannot uproot them. This is very difficult for me. But just like Krishna pulled down those both Arjuna trees, he will pull these two trees also within our heart. But he is waiting for us to become little more purified. Yes. Okay, Prabhu. 